0: Well good evening. <laughs> I don't know if I say that loud enough? Good evening. Thank you for coming to Tuesday evening chapels. Good to see you guys. We're privileged to have our guest speaker this evening, Pastor Ed Belzer. He's with us this evening. He's the youth pastor at Springs First, right down the hill. Let's welcome Ed, Pastor Ed. He's going to be speaking to us this evening. This all stand. We serve a great God. Our theme for the year has, has been focused on 2 Timothy, where it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And We believe that. Psalms 27, uh, Psalm of David said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Amen? Praise his name.
1: It is so good to be with you tonight. I'm glad you came tonight. I'll never forget as a little kid, I couldn't wait to get to the swimming pool. I grew up in a small farming community of about 2,500. And there was not a whole lot to do, but we had an awesome swimming pool. And I remember as a little guy, I couldn't wait for my mom or my dad or my brother or my sister to take me to the swimming pool. And I'd flop around like little kids would, and I couldn't wait until I was big enough to go into the deep end. Do you all remember that? I mean, there's a rite of passage when you get to go past that string of floaties. And you get to go on the other side, and you are old enough mature enough can swim well enough to go into the big big end the deep end and I remember as a kid loving on a hot summer day which we may have sometime not tomorrow But I remember on a hot summer day being able to go to the swimming pool and we had a high dive and I used to love getting up on that high dive and diving in and going under the water and being able to touch the bottom 12 feet. And I would try to stay at the bottom as long as I could knowing I was way in over my head of water. It was a thrill, it was refreshing, it was something big that I got to do. Well, being over in over your head as an adult has quite a different connotation. Do you ever feel like you're in over your head? I know as students, we often are in over our heads with all the studying we have. Sometimes we're in over our head because there are situations that come our way that we're not prepared to handle. And, and I... Uh, I was thinking about this whole concept of what do you do when you feel like you're in over your head? And so I began to search the scriptures. And tonight's message is going to be more of a, it's a teaching kind of message. So I, I think, did everybody get notes? I handed notes out. Well, another note to fill out. But um, I just want to share this with you. It's helped me in my personal life. And as I was thinking about being in over my head... Well, there was an obvious one to start with, and that was Jonah. Jonah obviously was in over his head. And I just want to quickly read chapter 1 for us, and, uh, and we're going to look at a few things. And, and, uh, so Jonah chapter 1 says, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord. And headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Now we're going to stop right there. Because in, that, in those few verses we get the understanding and the, and the knowledge of why Jonah was in over his head. The first reason Jonah was in over his head is because he didn't listen to what God was saying to him. It says the word of the Lord came to Jonah. He didn't listen. He didn't pay attention. And I know as a kid, I got in more trouble and, and had more problems when I didn't listen to my folks about what they were trying to tell me to do. And and as I began to reflect, when I was a kid, I felt like I was in over a head because I wasn't paying attention and listening to anybody. And Jonah started the process of getting in over his head because he didn't listen to the Lord. The second thing Jonah did was he actually disobeyed what God was asking him to do. The Lord called him and said, I want you to go to Nineveh, but it says in verse 3, but Jonah ran away from the Lord. And part of what got him in over his head was because he disobeyed God. The third thing is Jonah actually not only disobeyed God, but he actually went the opposite direction of what God was telling him to do. I think it's interesting. Sometimes we get spiritual direction from God or from people that that are trying to help us, and sometimes our human response is, "You tell me to do this, I'm going to do that." If you're a parent, you understand this when it comes to your kids. I'm not sure what's in us that if you tell me to do something JC I'm gonna do the opposite and that's what Jonah did. He not only didn't go to Nineveh, he goes down and gets on a ship headed for Tarshish which was the exact opposite. You can look on the map and see. The other thing that I see in Jonah that got him in over his head is he not only didn't listen, he disobeyed, he did the opposite. He did it all on purpose. Because it says he went down and he paid for his ticket to get on the boat that was going the opposite way. It wasn't by accident that he winds up in the belly of the fish. He did all of these things on purpose. And sometimes... We get in over our heads because we, not, we, we don't listen to God. Then we actually disobey God. And then it goes even further. We even do the opposite of what God's telling us to do. And we do it on purpose. And I don't know if you're feeling like you're in over your head. But for me the first test, the first thing to ask yourself is are you disobeying God? Jonah was literally in over his head. And when I'm feeling that way, I've, I've realized in my own personal life, it's time to take a look back and say, God, am I listening? Am I paying attention? Am I being obedient to you? And as people preparing for ministry, we will deal with people that are in over their heads. There's no answers. And we have to ask the question, are you obeying God? Are you listening to him? Are he headed the wrong direction. Well then I began to look at the life of Moses. And in Exodus 17 we find where he he's been leading the children of Israel out of Egypt. And, 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 and he come against the Amalekites. And they came to war against him. And you know this story how Moses went up on the mountain. And he held the staff of God. And as long as he held his arms up, they were winning the battle. But whenever his arms came down they would lose the battle. I love doing this when I work with teens. I get them to stand on the platform and say see how long you can do this. You know this is kind of tough just standing here. I mean I thought about saying well everybody just lift your, you know raise your arms and let's see how you can do it. When you're just standing around it's kind of difficult. And, they, and, and this went on several times and finally Moses got Aaron and her. And they came alongside him and they lifted up his arms. You remember this story? And they won the battle. The great news is Moses didn't get in over his head in this story. And the reason why is because he had help. And sometimes we get in over our heads because we try to do things on our own. By trying to do everything on our own. Life is filled with challenges and you and I were not created to live this life alone. We number one and first and foremost need God's help in any and every situation. The first thing we all better do and should do is whenever we have issues is to turn immediately to God. Torn out I'm going to try and speak to our teens on Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious about nothing. Don't worry. And I sit there and go, How many of us adults don't worry and I'm trying to tell kids not to worry? But I think, I think, Paul's given some great, don't worry about anything but by prayer. And he's given us some understanding. The first thing we do is turn to God. And the second thing is God created the church, the family of God, for us to support and work together and be there for each other. And no person should ever have to walk this life alone. I had a man in our church text me today while I was in staff meeting and said, I need to see you today. I met with he and his wife. He says, I've been running from God. And he said, I'm at the end of my rope. And he just needed somebody to pray with him and to lift up their faith on his behalf. It was an awesome experience today. They've got a long road ahead. But man, I was thrilled to be able to be there to help lift up his arms of faith. And if Moses would have tried to win this battle on his own, he couldn't have done it unless he had help. And sometimes we get in over our heads because we're like, I'm not going to have help from anybody. If, you do, if you're struggling in a class, ask for help. I didn't get that figured out when I was in college. When I got to seminary and things got a little above my head, I began to realize I'm not so worried about a grade as I want to understand this. And I was in the professor's office a lot more saying, can you help me get this? I wasn't worried about if they thought I was stupid or if they thought, man, he's kind of slow. Because I just wanted to learn and having personal relationships with some of the professors around here, they're, they're willing and ready to help. And I think, I think, in the ministry that I've been at for all these years, a lot of times people have to come to the end of their rope before they're willing to ask for help. I don't think we have to wait. I'm so glad Moses didn't wait till everybody was killed and go, oh, I guess I better get some help. No, man, when he started to struggle... He got the two boys on either side and said, we're going to win this battle. And let me just tell you, anything that you're facing in your life that you feel like you're in over your head, ask for help. And God himself will help you, and he will also bring people around you to help you. It's the beauty of the church. It's the beauty of friendship. It's the beauty of working together. Well, the lesson of Peter. Peter almost got in over his head. You remember that story? they're in the boat and the winds come up and Jesus comes out walking on the water and Peter does an incredible thing Lord if it's you tell me to come he gets out of the boat and he begins to walk on the water to Jesus Well, then he begins to sink and we sometimes we, we talk about how many he, he lost faith he lost sight of Jesus and, and one of the things I I tell people is well, he was the only one of the the twelve that were out of the boat but the word says when he saw the wind he began to sink and what got Peter almost in over his head is that Peter got distracted. We live in a world full of distractions. TV, internet, radio, all kinds of things, the busyness of life. And there have been times in my life when I feel like I'm in over my head. It's because I've gotten so distracted. I've agreed to do so many things that I can't keep focus on anything. And the thing that almost got Peter to go under was he got distracted. And you as NBC students, you're working, you have families, and you're going to school and in order for you to not get in over your head academically you have to be very focused individuals. You have to have a great set of priorities and I used to think if I can just get done with school and all I have to do is worry about ministry life's gonna be easy. (laughs) I needed school to help me learn how to focus how to make a commitment, how to finish, how to follow through. Sometimes how to lose some sleep and get that paper done. And I've dealt with a lot of people in my life who are struggling spiritually, they feel like they're in over their head and they're so distracted. They forget to go to church. I didn't even think about reading my Bible. The good news is Peter didn't get in over his head. Because once he took his eyes off, he got distracted. He did know to pray, to cry out to God. So you're feeling like you're in over your head. The question is, are, are are you distracted? Well, there's another lesson that I learned, and that's the lesson of Esther in Esther chapter 7, you remember she was, she was an orphan and both parents had died and she was being raised in another country and, and um, she, she was the queen of that country and, and, um, and there was this plan going on to eliminate her countrymen. And for her to go into the presence of the king unannounced was not a good thing and she was in a situation where she was in over her head because she was a woman in that setting and as I begin to study this story and look at it Esther was in over her head because that's exactly where God placed her. She hadn't done anything wrong, she hadn't been disobedient she wasn't trying to do everything on her own She wasn't distracted. She was actually in the very place that God had her. And there are times in our lives where we feel like we're in over our head. And the reason is, is because that's exactly where God has us. And he's just waiting to work out his plan and his purpose in our life for such a time as this. My family and I—we're in a situation just like that, where we feel like we're in over our heads. My mom is struggling with bone cancer; she's had it since last July. We thought she would have passed away last fall, and it's been so awesome because my dad has faithfully stood by her side and taken care of her. Several times, he's called and said, "I don't think she'll make it through the night." And so there's this feeling of being overwhelmed and, and, and it's just like, I, I don't know how much longer. And it's not that any of us have been disobedient or done anything wrong. And I've, I've, I've not resigned myself to the fact, but I've accepted the fact that God's timing is perfect. And he knows what he's doing. And we're looking at life, my daughter graduates in just a couple weeks, and we've been wrestling with, what if my mom dies right before graduation? So do I miss her funeral, and do I go to my daughter's graduation? And, and we've just been trying to wrestle with all those things, and as I was re-preparing and, and getting my heart ready for tonight, she's like, Ed, you feel like you're in over your head. But son, I've got it under control. I know what I'm doing. And I stand before you tonight as a fellow journeyer journeyer, that God is in control. And I'm just trusting him for the timing on all these things that are taking place in our lives. And you may be feeling like you're in over your head tonight with just three, three or three and a half weeks of school left. It might be a school issue, it might be a relational issue, you might have financial things and for me in the bottom of the page you need to ask yourself, number one, am I being disobedient to God? I believe that's the first question you need to ask and allow God to speak to you. Allow God to open your heart and to see if there are ways that you have not been listening where you've been disobeying and in fact maybe even going the opposite direction. The second would be, am I trying to do everything on my own? Now, your papers, you probably should do on your own. But there are so many helps today. Don't let your pride get in the way. There are people willing to help. And sometimes we feel good about ourselves. I say, no, nobody can help me. interesting thing is I'm going through this thing with my mom there's two teen boys that are now young men that I walked with them as their dad passed away of brain cancer a year and a few months ago I'm the youth pastor they're the former teens and it's really cool in these days they're walking with me they're encouraging me that they're holding my arms up in these days The third question, if you feel like you're in over your head, are you distracted? Do you need to spend some time just reorganizing your priorities? Reflecting. And if you say no to those things, then I think you say, am I right where God wants me to be? Because God knows how to overcome these things oh he's told us lots of things like in this world you will have trouble (laughs) but take heart I've overcome the world There, there may be earthquakes and there may be fires and there may be winds but God is still in that still small voice speaking to us so I don't know if you feel like you're in over your head tonight in some way and I just present this to you I didn't steal this from anybody. This is just out of my own personal devotions and my study of God's word. And I think God wants to bring glory to himself by saying, I am working through my people. And we can testify that we were in over our head. But God brought us through. Because he said, Lord, I will be with you always to the very end of the age. Lord Jesus, I thank you for these students and And professors that are here. We're all people. We're all people that face the issues of life. And God, sometimes in this life, there are temptations that come, and there are times where sometimes we've turned and gone the wrong direction. There are times we feel like we're all by ourselves, times we get distracted. And I pray tonight that that you would speak to each of us tonight. And if we're in one of those scenarios, God, would you show us how to come back to you, how to ask for help, how how to get past the distractions and begin to focus on you. God, there may be some here tonight that, that things have happened of no cause of their own and, and they can't say yes to any of these, but they still feel over, in over their heads, God, I pray that you would strengthen their faith tonight and help them to know that God has a plan and he's got a purpose for why he's allowing them to walk through these days and you're going to bring glory to yourself through their life and their faithfulness. And God, as we go out and minister to people every day who many of them feel overwhelmed and in over their heads I pray that we would point them to Jesus thank you so much for your word that speaks to us right where we live today I pray these things in Jesus name Amen